at a king and we're going to look at a prophetess who were both brave, they were fearless, and they were outspoken in the midst of a wicked, wicked situation, a compromised land, you could say. A man and a woman who got honored and their obedience was rewarded with them having their names written in the Bible. I titled it Living, Consecrated, and Influencing Others. Amen. Living, Consecrated, and Influencing Others. We're going to talk about King Josiah and the prophetess. Hold up. So remember now, God looks at the heart. Say it over yourself. God looks at my heart. He looks at the heart. Father, give me clean hands and give us a pure heart that we would love you first and foremost. And that everything that we would say and do, Father, would come from your heart. Lord, give me, Lord God, the wisdom, the anointing. Lord God, anoint my lips, Father. Let this be none of me and all of you, God. By the Spirit of the living God, I live and breathe. But Father, right now, I yield to you and I decree, Lord God, I am nothing, nothing without you. So I thank you, Father, for speaking through this vessel. And I thank you that every ear here tonight will hear the word of truth. And it's going to cause, Lord, change, healing, growth. It's going to bring us up to where you have us. In Jesus' mighty name. So turn to 2 Kings 22. 2 Kings 22. So Josiah was, an, was 8 years old when he became king. And he reigned for 31 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And he walked in the ways of his ancestor, King David. And he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left hand. That's verse 1 and 2. You can look at verse 1, you can look at two, verse 2. He was 8 years old, Josiah, when he came to be king. And it says here that, verse 2, he, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And he walked in the ways of his father, uh, David, so his ancestor. And he did not turn to the right, and he did not turn to the left. Amen. Amen. So... King Josiah was a perfect example of one individual who chose to break the ungodly pattern of what was modeled to him. There was an ungodly pattern that was modeled to him, but he chose, say, he chose to break the ungodly pattern. And I choose to break the ungodly pattern of what may have been modeled to me. Amen? He came from a lineage of wicked kings. His influencers were his father and his grandfather who did evil in the sight of the Lord and they worshipped idols. So every person has the right to choose. Every person has the right to choose the course of their life. What they do, they have the right to choose even in the face of wicked circumstances. And I like to say it like this. You always have the right to choose and even in your silence, Choose well. Even in your silence, choose well. In other words, know when to be silent and when not to be silent. Because you always have the right to choose. It doesn't matter what's happening all around me. Say, it doesn't matter what may happen all around me. It matters how I respond or how I don't respond. It matters what I do or what I don't do. Because I have the potential of God in me to change the circumstances. And also, your response will determine your outcome. Your response is going to determine what happens to you, not your upbringing, not your influences, 
necessarily, as long as you speak up and do the will of God. So, King Josiah, in his 18th year, he was restoring the temple of God when there was a great discovery that was found that confirmed his conviction and approved his choice to do what was right in the sight of God. They were rebuilding the temple of God. And the book of the law was found as they were rebuilding the temple. Say they were rebuilding the temple. And this great discovery was found. The book of the law. So a little bit of Israel's history. Just to put it in context. So Israel had drifted far away from God in the years before King Josiah's reign. Most people were so far from God that they were unaware and even unconcerned that God even had a plan for them. They didn't care. They didn't take it into the equation. Whatever God had to say or didn't say was not part of their equation, you could say. When the book of the law was found, not many people thought too much about it. However, say however, however. God used two people. He used King Josiah and hold of a prophetess to carry out God's own plan. It only takes one person, and this is what I want you to get. It takes one person, one individual, to stand for truth and to break the ungodly practices and to lead people back into fearing and honoring God. It takes one person. Will you be that one person? Yes. Will you be that one person? Say yes. yes. Amen. That's me, Lord. Lord, use me, Father, to be that person that breaks the ungodly mold, the ungodly practices. So in the story, God chose a king who had determined not to follow in his father's ungodly ways and a fearless prophetess who would not draw back into the face of wickedness and she would confidently declare God's word of judgment for the king of Israel. So after King Josiah reigned for 18 years, they found the book of the law and they started and they read it out loud. So here they're, just, they're rebuilding and then they find this book. They read it out loud. Well, the king was stunned because he's hearing for the first time what the book said, what the book of the law said. And so there was the sheer magnitude of Israel's disloyalty. I just want you to get some background before we read. The sheer magnitude of Israel's disloyalty towards the true God became very apparent when they read this book and he was looking at what he sees day in and day out. It became very apparent at the at the, the falling away from God. So it grieved him so much that 2 Kings 22.11, and you can turn there, he tore his royal robes. It says, now it happened, verse 11, when the king heard the words of the book of the law, that he tore his clothes, he was in grief. He immediately inquired of the Lord in verse 13. Look at verse 13. He said, go, inquire of the Lord for me. And then you go down, he says, our fathers, still verse 13, our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book. So the prophetess that they went to go and inquire of the Lord, the prophetess, Hola, she was not afraid to speak the truth. You cannot be afraid to speak the truth. If you think God's going to use you, you need to be willing to speak the truth, even in the face of a king that could actually have your head. And so... She was not afraid 
to speak the truth. She wasn't trying to be popular. She wasn't trying to fit in. Because there is a lot of that going on in the Christian world. Trying to be popular and trying to fit in and trying to be the cool church. But I'll tell you, how about being the consecrated church? Amen. How about being the holy church? Amen. How about living a life that's worthy of him and his yeah. praise, praising him? So, honoring and obeying God was her first and only position. So let's read verses 16 through 20, because this is when they went and they inquired of the Lord. And they inquired and they asked this prophetess, what is the Lord saying? I'm going to read it to you here from the word. We're going to start in verse 16. So thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me, and they burned incense to other gods, and they might provoke to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord in this matter, you shall speak to him. So first she gives a public word, now she's saying, now ask for the king. Thus saith the word of the Lord, concerning the, word, the words which you have heard. Because your heart was tender, and because you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place, and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse. And you tore your clothes. And you wept before me. He said, I also have heard you. Saith the Lord, surely therefore I will gather you to your fathers. And you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. So they brought the word of the Lord back to the king. Huldah, whose name means to glide swiftly, reflects her ability to quickly discern the things of God. We have to be people that quickly can discern the things of God, especially in the times that we live in right now. We have to be able to discern what is God truly saying. Because you'll have all forms of prophecy. It's not all God. They are not all God. Well-meaning people, sure, but it's not all from the heart of God. There is mixture. Huldah was a woman that was sent by God to greatly influence this whole nation and turn them back to God. And that is what he is doing right now in this room right here. Because he is looking at his remnant a portion of his remnant. He is looking at his remnant and he is saying, I see your heart of tenacity to push in towards my heart no matter what. I see your heart to press in. You love me with a crazy kind of love and that cannot be true. That's not said of every single person, every single Christian. It's just not. But God is saying right now, though there may be consequences for those that will not seek me and will not walk with me, he's saying, I always have a remnant. And I do believe that God is speaking right now, even to this church, even to you that are sitting right now, right here in this room, there is a remnant that God says, because I can trust you. 
Because I can trust you. The mercy of God is falling upon you. Because you seek your, my face, saith the Lord. Because you are, your heart is being torn. He tore his robes, his priestly garments. But because you are allowing your heart to be torn. Because you are allowing your face to be before him. In prayer. In seeking him. God says, I will turn this tide away from you, saith the Lord. You know, Romans 12, 2 says we're not, to be, we're not to be conformed to the pattern of this world. You're going to see things. You're going to hear things. But we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world. We've got to be like, hold up, which quickly, like gliding quickly, quickly discerning. Discerning truth from error. Knowing the truth from what is not. From what is false. So do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We've got to renew our minds so that we can prove what is the good, the will of God, right? What is that which is good and that acceptable and perfect. It's good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. When we renew our mind, and so we are to always renew our minds. Always. Always. But even now, because you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, Matthew 5, 13. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So let's look at Holder for a moment, this prophetess. Because you know there are prophetesses in this room and those that have the gift of prophecy in this room and those that God is bringing up and raising up in this room, lest you think that you're not an influencer. Listen to what Holder did. Her influences on the king on the king of all people, caused him to restore true worship to God Almighty. Amen. Amen. Her influence on the king caused him to remove and destroy by fire all of the wicked uh, articles, the veil worship that were in the house of God. They were in the house of God at that time. I told you Israel was in a horrible condition. The church was in a horrible condition. The temple of God. They had drifted far, far away. Far, far away. But her influences on the king caused him to remove the idolatrous priests who the kings of Judah had ordained. These idolatrous priests, they were ordained to burn incense. In the high places, that's right, in the cities, to Baal, to the sun god, to the moon god, to the stars. They were ordained by these, by these priests, by these kings. Her influences on the king caused him to remove the shrines all around the cities. Amen. Yeah, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the anger of the Lord. Talk about a wicked place, an idolatrous place. But you really, when you think about it and you look at our circumstances, it's really not any different. It's really not any different. It is the same. The word says there's nothing new under the sun. And so when you read 2 Kings 23, you can read that chapter and you can see what, what King Josiah did to restore Israel back to God. Because he did many, many things because he had to undo what was given. He had to, you know, destroy things by fire. He had to cut down those, those poles. He had, to, he had to do things. He had to do things because he 